Hey, and welcome to another episode of Devin's Bluegrass and American Roots Show, where, as always, guys, we are going to focus on bluegrass and American Roots musicians. Now, by the end of the show, I'm hoping that you guys will have as much passion for this type of music as I do. And I'm really excited about today's episode, guys. Why? Because I've got singer-songwriter Nina Ritchie with me in the studio today, and I've got a bunch of new music to share with you guys as well. Starting with this first one from Chris Davis. This one's called Down South in New Orleans. I've got 
time for one more before I take a quick break. This next band absolutely blew my mind at the Thomas Point Beach Bluegrass Festival last year. They are on the lineup for the Jenny Brook Bluegrass Festival this year, and I thought to give you guys a taste of their new record, which has this next song on it. Here's Appalachian Roadshow with their rendition of the Ballad of Kidder Cole. My name is Felix Eugene Alley. I got a gal in Cassius Valley. She's the joy of my soul. How I love that Kidder Cole. Saw my chance late last fall when I went to the dance. Boys and girls all fell in line, but Charlie Ryder beat my time. Well, I may never win a fight, but I can't stand that Charlie Ryder. Just because confound his soul, he danced all night with Kidder Cole. Hey, Kidder Cole's the prettiest girl I know I've seen in this white world. She's the joy of my soul, how I love that kidder. Went to the valley about half time, kidder wouldn't dance at all that night. Yeah, went to the valley about half lit, that girl wouldn't dance a dog on But I'm going back to the valley and I'll dance with Kidder through every set. Hey, Kidder Cole's the prettiest girl I know I've seen in this wide world. She's the joy of my soul, how I love that Kidder Cole. I need to take a quick break, but when I come back, it's the interview with Nana Ritchie and a new band to the show to close it out today, Rock Ridge. So stay tuned.
guys, welcome back. Let's jump right into the interview I had recently with singer-songwriter Nina Ritchie. So, Nina, first of all, welcome to Devin's Bluegrass and American Roots show. I am absolutely honored that you reached out to me. To begin the interview, when did you start playing music professionally? Hello, Devin. Thank you for having me on your show. I'm Nina Ritchie. I'm a folk singer and songwriter from Nashville, Tennessee. And I believe I started my career as a professional musician in 2015, right after I graduated from Berklee College of Music in Boston. I can say that it was 2015 because that's when I started my social media accounts and when I garnered my first fan. His name is Ed Schilling. He lives in Bellflower, California. I share that information with you because for any young musician, you have to have a place to start, and you have to have at least one person who believes in you. My journey has been quite the roller coaster. There have been lots of ups and downs and a lot of waiting periods. I've released two albums, one all-original music album called Designs on Me, and one all-folk album with one original song on it. It's called Fare Thee Well, a Joan Baez tribute. I've also recorded quite a few singles and have even made the Folk Alliance radio chart. My journey has been an exciting one and continues to snowball. My mother manager, aka momager, and our little tour dog Riley set out in 2019 for our first tour and it led to more and more opportunities to travel and sing. We don't have a residence, we have a storage unit in Nashville. But we often come through to change out our wardrobe according to what the climate and the season is for the region we're going to be in. I bet you're wondering what we travel in. We travel in a Toyota RAV4, which I treat pretty much like a Jeep. We fill the inside with the belongings we need. And sometimes we'll have a bag on the top where we'll put some of our luggage and we will take up residence in the places we are performing. Now this year has been different. It has been a year of westward expansion. I performed in Medora, North Dakota in the summer, and we took a bus to Chicago, a sleeper train to um, Williston, North Dakota, and then we had a friend who drove us through the Badlands into Medora, where I performed six nights in the town square. This summer, we actually took up residence back in my little suburb of Donaldson in Nashville. We needed some time to rest, and I concentrated on practicing and writing during this time. It's difficult when you're a touring musician to get adequate sleep and adequate nourishment and to find a quiet practice space and to set aside the time to uh, to write and to actually have succinct thoughts. You find out that your lucidity is definitely challenged by having so much sensory input when you're on the road. It's also challenging to um, continue to write music that is relevant to people because what is relevant to you on the road is where's where is this item that's in the back of the car how am i going to get to it uh is the are the hotel reservations made what is the venue going to be like often these are the subjects that prevail in the minds of touring musicians and so it is very important to be able to take time off the road so that you can have moments of quiet contemplation uh, because you take in a lot of input 
Um, you're, you're meeting a lot of different kinds of people. You are seeing many aspects of the country and the cultures. And um, you want to be able to distill all of that down into songs that people can relate to. So you have a lot of content to influence your thoughts in the songwriting process. But, at least in my experience, it's hard to find those moments of solitude and non-interruption when you're on the road to construct the songs out of all of the ideas you have to choose from. I am often overwhelmed by the task of bringing a full song to fruition because I am so constantly interrupted by life on the road. (laughs) I wouldn't trade it, though, but I would recommend taking sabbaticals from it. Who do you believe influenced your music the most? I always have a hard time when this question comes up. My influences are varied. Um, I grew up, the first band I remember hearing was the Beach Boys. And my dad taught me very early on about the Beatles. He had me at three years old saying, John, Paul, George, Ringo, even though I didn't know who they were. And uh, I grew up listening to the music that we were singing in church and that was playing uh, in the big Baptist church that we started out in, in Nashville. And then country music on the radio. Um, But eventually when I was a teenager, I started to experiment and to look for some other kinds of music. Um, I had what, you know, teenagers were listening to at the time, but I didn't really you know, gravitate to any of it specifically. Um, I liked Matchbox 20, and um, I watched American Idol, so I heard pop music through that. But I kind of sought out my dad's CD and cassette tape collection, and um, a lot of that music was very hard on my ears. I had a pop-inclined ear, and so I didn't gravitate towards it immediately I would kind of go oh I don't have anything to listen to let's go check dad's cassette cassettes again maybe they're gonna grow on me and eventually they did I was listening to people like Inya and Tom Waits and Bruce Springsteen and Bob Dylan Um, and eventually I I picked up a soundtrack at the library for the film Forrest Gump and so I was listening to people like Creedence Clearwater Revival. But I also came across a track called Blowing in the Wind, written by Bob Dylan, but sung by Joan Baez. And when I heard her, there was something very compelling about listening to her. And so I looked for more of her music. And uh, I think one of the first songs that I really liked by her was a Scottish folk ballad called Mary Hamilton. It's very tragic and just stirring of the emotions. And uh, I guess as a 16 year old, that for some reason touched me in my own time. And around that same time, um, I had a friend who was interested in Bob Dylan. So I, I picked up that cassette tape from my dad and gave it a try and I liked it. I don't know if it was his songwriting or just the, the way that he brought across songs that was, um, that influenced me, but I could say that Bob Dylan's definitely an influence. Um, also Queen, I was listening to those big arrangements of those giant songs, 
And so I, I wanted to do something like that as I was um, becoming more, uh, more invested in music and started to decide that I wanted to do music. Composition was um, definitely influenced by listening to Queen. Um, I arranged my own music as well as writing the lyrics and in chords and everything. Um, I uh, really was touched though by an album by Bruce Springsteen. My mom is the one who put me onto his music. My dad's cassette tapes were in there, but that she was the one who told me, you know, you should really listen to him. So I had his cassettes in the house and started listening to those. But as I kind of ran out of that repertoire, I started to search out more. And um, uh, the the local library had a spinning CD rack, a couple of them, I think. And I would pull music from there. You know, if I saw somebody that was a familiar artist or um, looked interesting, I would give it a shot. And uh, I came across an album from Bruce Springsteen called The Seeger Sessions, We Shall Overcome. And it is an amalgamation of American music. And it just hit me like, it was just like this uh, tasteful, tasty blend of Americana music. It was a bunch of folk songs, songs like Old Dan Tucker and um, Jacob's Ladder, and Froggy Winnicorton, Mrs. McGrath, an old Irish song, just a real smorgasbord of folk music that was um, uh, brought to life by a very flavorful band that was playing some Louisiana-type music, and then some just bluesy type music. You couldn't even really place where this music was coming from, but it was bringing to life these old songs in a way that was just invigorating. It just woke up out of, you know, that kind of pop music world, and I was in a new one, and it was the folk music world. It's not everyone's cup of tea, but it certainly is mine. Do you have a website and social media that my fans can find out more about you on? Yes, I do have a website. It is ninaritchiemusic.com. That's N-I-N-A-R-I-C-C-I music.com. I'm also on YouTube. You can find me, same place, Nina Ritchie Music, and the same for Instagram. Those are the main places you can find me. If you'd like to give me a shout out because you were listening today, just go to the contact section on my website and send me an email. I am always happy to hear from folks. Where did the inspiration for your latest release come from? My latest release is a single called My Head is Full of You. And I wrote this one in 2021. It was uh, the end of the pandemic and uh, everything was opening up and uh, a peer of mine in the folk music was going to be playing in Centennial Park in Nashville. And uh, I hadn't seen live music in so long. Um, And just seeing one of my peers perform made me very excited. And I felt like writing. And so I I went into my room and sat on the floor. Um, I'd seen he he and his wife perform together, at least one song in a set. Um, And so just watching them was inspiring to me. So I sat down and I started writing this song about 
loving someone through all the mundane moments that can happen in a day. So I started developing this song from start to finish uh, as if I'm traveling through what happens at the beginning of a day for someone who's on their way to work and when they get home and then what's the the cares that they have in their life throughout a month and then throughout just the whole trajectory of life and having that one person who is always on your mind and that brings worth to all of it let's give a listen to the new single Tomorrow's yet to have mistakes. My- 
tears pour forth like a spout When I'm heavy hearted and I'm all give out My head is full of you When I think my time is running out What I may not ever do I think how long forever is My hand is full of you When the weeping Alright guys, I thought to close the show out this week with a new track and musician to the show. He is getting a bunch of airplay on SiriusXM's Bluegrass Junction. Here is Nick Dumas with his rendition of We Go to Town.
Hey guys, thanks for listening to another episode of Devin's Bluegrass and American Root Show. A special thanks goes out to Nina Ritchie for being my showcase this week. Stay tuned for the next episode of Devin's Bluegrass and American Root Show coming out in the next few weeks. <laughs>